0: and you have to reapply sunscreen every 2 hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equals healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov/sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
1: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on!
2: How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Did I screw that up already? Well, that's what happens. Because it's Thursday, and you know what that means—we have got discussion. I'm sure all day today of what I'm pretty sure was just the greatest tribute show of all time, the most wonderful and the saddest tribute show I think I've ever seen. I I guess I would have to go back and watch the Eddie Guerrero tribute show, which I'm not going to do. But maybe the Owen Hart tribute show. This was a long time ago. I watched it one time, and man, last night's show was absolutely. Fantastic. And we could talk about it here on the show today. I've seen nothing but praise. I'm not sure how you could not praise it. I mean, it was a show for Brody, Brody's family, the wrestlers that wrestle for AEW, the wrestlers that wrestle for WWE, the wrestlers on the independent circuit, all of the wrestlers all over the world that knew Brody Lee. And it was just the greatest. Terrible that it had to happen, but... It happened, and there was a decision to do something because it happened, and it was, like, the greatest. So I don't have enough nice things to say about it, but it was absolutely fantastic. We can tell you about that. And we've got other updates on, on everything Brody Lee and AW related. The tribute T-shirt, which shattered all records, all proceeds going to the family. Uh, the video at the end of the show, which was just the absolute best that video will exist forever as tony khan noted he purchased the rights into perpetuity for that song so if there's ever an aew network and you want to go back and watch that video they will not have to edit the music out and put new music in they've they've got that music forever as part of that video son given the tnt title that that title belt has been retired a new one is being created So much more. We'll get into this and everything else when we come back from the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Paid for by Airtime Media.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports
2: Byline Broadcasting Network. There I am. Back here in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Last night, the best tribute show I ever saw in my life. AEW's tribute to Brody Lee was fantastic. Throughout the show they sprinkled videos from various AW wrestlers. John Moxley opened up the show and there were others as well. And there are many more that AW has put online that weren't on the show last night. And WWE has just put out a 6-minute video with their wrestlers talking about Brody Lee so you can go up there and check that out. Then we had a bunch of matches. And the story of the show was, the Dark Order was involved in every match. And yes, the Dark Order won every match. And on top of just winning the match in storyline, as we've talked about many times, if you look at where the Dark Order was exactly to the week one year ago, they were, as people like to say, in the mud. And one year later, here they are headlining the final show of the year. Not just headlining, but individual performances. And this is strictly their AEW performances on the Dynamite television show because many of these individuals have had great performances throughout their career. But as far as on AEW Dynamite, Cole Cabana, I thought Evil Uno, Anna Jay, um, I guess is, uh, I'm not sure that uh, Ty Conti's officially in the new order, but or the, the dark order, but one after another. I mean, they had their best performance ever on this television show. Hardy and Private Party versus Young Buck, Cabana. Colt made this fantastic comeback. Got the pinfall. It was great. Then, of course, Heels came out the acclaimed, and they got beat up as well. We had Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and The Blade. Uno and Grayson hit their finish. Got the pin there. And then all three babyfaces ping-ponged Eddie Kingston around the ring. And Jake Roberts grabbed the wrist. Lay him out with the big Rainmaker. I watched that like 15 times last night. That was so great. We had Hangman Alex Page and John Silver versus MJF and Santana and Ortiz. Whatever you want to say about tribute shows, whatever you want to say about tribute videos, whatever. The greatest tribute match in the history of tributes was this match right here. It was perfect. MJF is out there screaming at Brody Lee Jr., the eight-year-old son of Brody in the front row. He's got the mask on. All of these guys have their greatest individual performances on Dynamite. John Silver's out there in the gear that Brody Lee bought him. He makes the greatest babyface comeback. MJF goes out there, yanks the mask off Brody Lee Jr., who hides his face, but then... It's more important to get revenge on the heel. So he grabs his kendo stick and he whacks MJF in the head. MJF takes this great bump. And then, of course, uh, Silver hits the roadie Lee discus lariat and gets the pin. Oh, forgot. How can I forget? I don't even know. Just because everything happened. But the heels are, are trying to run wild and cheat. And who should come out to make the save? Who should come out to run Wardlow off but the former Eric Rowan, Eric Redbeard, that guy hit the same. I got to say, and many others have said this as well, you know, when, when I thought this when Brody was sick, and I think Matt Cardona said that he was waiting for this after Brody had already passed away. Everyone's just waiting for the moment where Luke Harper or Brody Lee makes this big, giant comeback, and of course it will never happen. But man, when the Vintner ran out there out of nowhere and made that comeback, it was... The greatest. This was the best tribute match I've ever seen in my life for any individual person. Ty Conti, Anna Jay versus Penelope Ford and Britt Baker. Ty Conti, best individual Dynamite performance. Anna Jay, same thing. They were on fire. Match was fun. Penelope tapped out to Anna Jay. They got the big win. And then, of course, the main event. uh, Brody Lee Jr., six-man dream match. His favorite wrestlers, Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage. They faced Orange Cassidy, Ten, and Cody. Of course, they won. And after the match, after this clean sweep, all these baby faces, they're, they're the dark, uh, whatever their name is, Taz's crew comes out. They want to beat everybody up, but who should make the save but Darby and Sting and the heels bail? Happy ending. And then, of course, we get the quote, official. Uh, tribute to Brody Lee, which is Cody cutting a promo. Tony Khan comes out. They've got Brody's boots. They put him in the middle of the ring, and then Tony Khan announces that these boots are retired. Your father, the greatest TNT champion we ever had. All due respect to, to Cody here. And this belt is now for you. He takes the TNT title, which, I mean, think of what they went through to get that belt. I mean, they designed it, and then we had a pandemic, and it was like silver. And then they had to wait for several months to even get it gold-plated. They finally get it gold-plated, and now they're giving it up. And they're going to make a new belt for Darby Allen because the original this is not a replica. It's the TNT title was given to Brody Lee Jr., and it has been officially retired. Show ends with the best tribute video I ever saw. Tony Khan noted he bought the rights to the music, so... I mean, forever. If it's on YouTube, if it's on some replay, if it's on a future AEW network, if they ever have one, you'll always have this video. It's a gift to all of you wrestling fans and the family. I thought it was awesome. This was just the best show ever. If you want to troll in the uh, chat like you're out of here, so just go once so we can get rid of you. I haven't seen anybody say anything negative about this, nor have I looked for it, but I mean, it was just so great, and... Like I said, it's a tragedy. It happened. But you know what? It happened. And when things happen, there's always going to be a reaction to it. And what they did as a reaction to what happened was just – it was the greatest. So, any comments, Mike? Forget about changing
4: the landscape with Sting or with Shaq. I mean, AEW changed the landscape. Um in front of the scenes with how they treated this tribute behind the scenes, how they're treating Brody Lee's family and the way they are taking care of them. And we saw that actually dribble to on screen. That was one of the best televised tributes I've seen for anybody that has ever passed away. I mean, everything hit last night, and it was... It was a beautiful, wonderful celebration that I hope we don't have to see again for a long, long time. Um, Even from a wrestling point of view, they still got things accomplished. They still got storylines, even though we had wacky members of tag teams, you know, with, with Preston Vance because he was. Negative one's favorite, and that Brody Jr. being called negative one <laughs> because of his age, uh, his number in the dark order. I mean, everything, everything was great. And uh, like I mentioned, I, I, I don't even have the right words, and I'm not going to babble on about it because beautiful. It was just beautiful, and it raised the bar. It changed the game for how we should take care of tributes and how we should honor people, especially people with the cachet that uh, John Huber had, because that's the biggest thing, no matter what else comes out of the last couple of days, uh, the value of his life, what he meant to people, how important of a, a person he was to the people that were around him. I mean, that's what that video really showed last night. Wherever this man has gone, whatever he has done, Uh, He has left good feelings in his wake, and they could not have done a better job last night. I don't care what ratings are, all that sort of stuff. Doesn't matter what effect it had on NXT. Who cares? It was for one night, professional wrestling, got it right, and there's such a history of it not doing so. It was just, I'm over the moon, and over the moon for that man's family that it happened the
2: way that it did. We're going to take your feedback here. If you'd like to uh, send it in, it'll be a lot of feedback in the next segment. We'll do a little bit of news, but I want to give you guys a chance to give some feedback. Final segment of the show here today. We announced yesterday that the Mancer was going to be on this show. But unfortunately, Mancer Warner, transportation issues. We will, however, have a replacement See, here today.
4: He should have never relied on Bug Buck to give him that ride. That son of a gun.
2: Effie joining us. In the final segment of this show, back in a moment, Observer Live.
3: That's 800-410-4771. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the
5: best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online.
3: That's 855-325-1780.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Pro Wrestling Tees announced Wednesday, Brody's Tribute T-shirt set the company record for sales in a 24-hour period in less than two hours before the Tribute episode of Dynamite was even finished. Pro Wrestling Tees announced that the shirt had become the highest-selling shirt of 2020 in just under four hours. Tony Schiavone noted, Brody Jr. is keeping the TNT title. We talked about that. AW and WWE talent took to social media to praise last night's Dynamite. Biggie, Sasha, Ali, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, Sammy, Bailey, Cody, Ed and J, Tony Schiavone, Bryce remsburg and many others all tweeted out their shots. The underrated greatest part of the show was the video at the end, where they just took pictures from Brody's life. There's no politics. There's no BS. Oh, there's a picture of him with Seth Rollins. Put it up there on the screen. Oh, there's him and Bray White. Put it up there on the screen. Oh, him and the AEW guys, him and Larry Sweeney, him and wrestling on a mattress in his backyard. It's his life. We don't need politics. I want a video about his life. That's what I got. It was awesome. Other note, very quickly, the Raw show yesterday we talked about 1.769 million viewers. This is the best number since November 23rd, so... It appears we are rising out of the trough because next year, or not, yeah, actually this is next year. Next year is tomorrow. Thank God. Starting Monday, the RAW rating will not be facing football competition. I don't expect it to skyrocket, but I do believe that the rock bottom that we hit a couple of weeks ago, that is a thing of the past for the time being. I think the RAW numbers are going to be up. SmackDown numbers have been okay. Pretty good, actually, although honestly you can throw out last friday's number and aw is going to be up obviously nxt is going to be up both of those shows are going to be sky high for a while at least at their whatever their own levels are because big shows the next two weeks for aw big shows the next two weeks for nxt and all numbers this this uh rising tide of 2021 will raise all ships so that's good and finally, well, it's Royal
4: Rumble season, too. I mean, that's the well, other
2: thing is you, you want to have some bump, obviously,
4: after football. They get a, they always seem to get a little bit of one anyway, but it's also Royal Rumble season. So this would be a great time to get a bump, considering this is the
2: basically the official lead into WrestleMania begins now. Let's see what everybody is sending in in the mailbag. I can predict a lot of it, but here we go person notes did you notice the transitional screen on dynamite that's used between one segment and the next instead of the usual aw logo they used the dark order logo last night the entire night and episode was not just dedicated to Brody lee but also the entire dark order this guy left a legacy i mean every single person in the dark order their career is at a new level and i would like to note their career is not at a new level because he died I mean, obviously it is because he passed away, but they were on their way there before, if if nothing had happened, he had already turned around the dark order. I mean, you could look just a couple of weeks ago when John Silver came out and got this gigantic pop. This was long before anybody watching on at home or in the stands or whatever knew what was going on with Brody Lee. Whether he lived or died, he had turned this group around. And he had turned around the careers of a lot of these guys. In fact, like John Silver and Alex Reynolds, Tony Khan was on our show, and he basically said, I saw you guys doing all this stuff in the Dark Order skits on Being the lead." and it's like, why aren't you doing this on TV? That was their break! And that had nothing to do with him passing away. Him passing away and this show obviously moved them to another level, but they were on their way there regardless of whether or not this had happened. And what great... 360 with how, I mean, look at how they recruited
4: people. You know, wh- wh- look how they recruited 10. Look at you just sitting there. Your football career is over. What are you? What are you doing? You're a band of losers, and that band of losers all took a W last night. And I don't know what the plan will be with going forward with them, with Cole Cabana actually giving the hand signal for the first time. Or Hangman Adam Page just being Hangman Adam Page and being che- cheered so wildly next to to Silver and Reynolds. I, I don't know what the plan is going to be, but they have a new fresh slate again. And uh, I, again, I I don't know how they can and how they can be booed right now. I mean, look they 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 don't have to stay baby faces. They're not even really technically baby faces right now, but they are baby faced because of the situation. And it's just, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how they play this. Are they your baby face unit against uh, the inner circle? I just, it'll be interesting from a pro wrestling point of view to see exactly which directions they take things. But what amazing detail, Uh, whether it be just real life things like Britt Baker dropping a big rig in there or the papers being thrown right down to evil uno a spot in eddie kingston nearly the entire night i had to fight back crying yeah i had to fight back the tears and i did eddie kingston you almost got me i really almost got me there but the spot where he makes bryce or whoever the right i think it was bryce check eddie's boot and evil uno came over the top with the big foot with the, the, the big kick to the face that Brody Lee would use. I I just I they were so much last night that worked on so many levels. And again, they're from a all the personal stuff. I mean, that all speaks for itself, but even from a wrestling point of view, after all of that on short notice, just trying to put together a show that his family would be proud of and they are definitely certainly have got to be proud of that but even from a wrestling point of view which was the back burner of last night they still got things accomplished it was it was a special night last night
2: and hey, we got a million emails here i haven't even looked at the uh the text messages dark order ended the last dynamite of 2019 standing tall which was labeled a tipping point gimmick genuinely disliked by everybody exactly a year later the focal point of the last dynamite of twenty twenty because of Brody Lee, they are now loved by everybody and are the biggest baby faces in the company today. I did hear that last night from people in the company. I mean, it's acknowledged. How is anyone ever gonna boo these guys again? So my guess is like they have to be baby faces from here on out. We'll see how they do that.
4: Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean you can Again, I did. You don't have to to beat somebody over the head with it, but you can again continue to have them subtly in in the memory of Brody Lee. We're doing this for the exalted one. We're doing this in the way he wanted to do it. And you know, at some point, you know, there's a way you can twist this and turn it into where if you wanted to keep him heels, you could. It's just, I mean, just for him. Alex Silva can still be a heel, but I don't know how John Silver could be a heel doing anything right now. I mean, Colt is not. A, nobody's gonna boo Colt. Nobody's Nobody. I think this 99. is just a babyface
2: group. I mean, for crying out loud, That's the it, fiend yeah. is a babyface. The fiend. Well,
4: let's not even compare the two. The two sides creatively. Well, right I'm just now.
2: pointing out that like you can you can make anybody with any gimmick hey. a babyface. Bruiser Brody, Abdullah the Butcher. It just depends on who was giving the money at the time.
4: You know, if it was uh, Roddy Piper, then you liked him. If it was you know somebody else, then you hated it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I would rather just keep him as babyfaces for right now. It just seems easier. And there's just, again, the the tie-ins with Colt and with Paige are
2: what make that interesting and intriguing to me. This person here says, The entire Dynamite show is incredible top to bottom, but the six-man tag match in the middle was the best thing about the tribute show. John Silver's one-man comeback, Hangman Paige's babyface aura, MGF being the dirtiest jerk in the world, minus one getting the comeuppance after MGF bullied him.
3: Oh, and the Eric for me Rowan
2: too. run in on Wardlow. <laughs> I loved everything about that match. It was a perfect match. It was yeah. literally a perfect match. Yes,
4: that's five stars. That's a classic. That's how you can't do. You can't do anything better than that. It's not five stars like Okada and 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 and, and uh, whoever Naito or or whoever in a Tokyo Dome match with all the athleticism. No, this was a perfect match and a classic match because of everything that it encompassed right down to, to minus one. For getting the mask pulled off of him by MJF, MJF spitting on the mask like the biggest heel, the biggest piece of garbage that he is with that huge two-car garage nose that he has with the oversized nostrils, but I, I digress. I may be taking out other things on him, but to see that kid then hide his face and then just say the hell with it and take that kendo stick and hit MJF in the head, which... Then you got Paige do- jumping out after him. It was an incredible spot, an incredible moment. And uh, again, Eric Redbeard. For those who didn't see it, man, watch that match and then see the emotional end of that. And
2: I, it, it was just an amazing, amazing, amazing moment. I think Brody Jr. smiling after hitting that kendo shot at MGF is now one of my favorite moments in wrestling. I know when you just lose someone, your mind is near twenty-four-seven filled with thoughts of them. You so badly need these moments where, for a second, you're not thinking of your loss. AW gave that young fella just that. You see all these big, tough wrestlers crying in the ring. But for one minute on the floor, minus one is just pumped and smiling and excited, not thinking about the fact that his dad is gone. That is a special moment to happen and to witness. Million people here. As F4W subscriber, newsletter reader, I will 100% be voting last night's AW Dynamite as the best pro wrestling show of the year, 2020 in the one awards. I don't think I've cried, laughed, and choked during any other show. As much as I did last night. Listen, I don't know how everyone's going to vote, but there's no way that's not winning show of the well, year. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even the, imagine. The Observer Awards, we got another year to go, folks.
4: So, But in, in many awards, that will be the show of 2020.
2: And man, it absolutely, as I noted, sucked the death of Brody Lee. But, I mean, can you imagine after this horrific year... On practically the last day, we got such an incredible, amazing show. Back in a moment with Evie, Wrestling Observer Live.
5: For 25 years people have trusted us for their window replacement needs and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy 4 get the 5th one free window replacement offer.
3: 800-413-6992 800-413-6992 800-413-6992 That's 800-413-6992.
6: Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted
5: our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Rates have dropped to near all-time lows. At ClearPath Lending, rates are as low as 1.75% on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. 1.986% APR. Call ClearPath Lending, 844-800-3205. Loan officers are standing by. ClearPath Lending at 844-800-3205. Loans not available in all states. 1.75% rate, 1.986% APR. Subject to 800 minimum FICO score and includes up to two discount points. Other restrictions apply. Call 888-855-6361 or visit clearpathlending.com for details about credit costs, terms, and license information. ClearPath Lending Incorporated. 15615 Alton Parkway. Suite 300, Irvine, California. 92618. NMLS ID number 936436. Loans made or arranged pursuant to a California financing law license number 603-J783 in California. Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. Call now and save thousands. 844-800-3205.
0: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce
5: your student loan debt. 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851, 800-439-7851.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. And yes, today we are joined by Effie, who is replacing Mance, Mance Warner here on the show today. I heard he had some sort of. Uh, What was the word? Transportation issues? Yeah, it turns
6: out the old pickup truck uh, was having trouble through New Jersey. So I hope he gets here tonight. He's supposed to be in the scramble match with me. Uh, But actually, if he doesn't get here, I've got a better chance
2: of winning. So I don't know why I'm trying to get him here so fast. Are Are you sure you had nothing to do with this just to get here on this program? Oh, listen, you know, I've got to take my exposure where I can
6: get it these days. And a conversation with you is going to do me wonders. Mance can wait. He'll be okay.
4: Well, yeah, are you are you okay with being a giraffe He now? had a right conversation
2: now? with me, Mike. Oh, You're nobody wants to
4: talk to you. Stop that. No, well, Effie, the, great. I love great the to talk to We got
6: to talk last time, but I didn't get to talk to Brian at all.
4: Well,
2: yeah. Well, that's, I, I was going to be on the show, you. and he blindsides me that he managed to get a big guest, and he didn't even tell me about it. He waited till I wasn't on the show. <laughs> mm. Yeah, what's that like? I wonder if you know what that's like. But this isn't about us, Brian. This is
4: about Effie being here. Effie is actually here in giraffe form on Twitch, which is a rarity. Only for Usually a he's in Effie form when he is on Twitch and uh uh it's it's uh, hopefully this is going to be okay for you. You need to, to be able we need to work something out so we can combine these Twitch screens together one day and, and we can have a, a big effie and Brian blowout one day.
6: Yeah, I think we definitely should and Twitch has been fun 'cause it's it's very connecting. So like the other day I was in my stream and Medusa Bancelli came into my chat and started commenting, and I'm going, in what planet would Medusa be in my chat commenting, and what do these words mean? You know, it's, it's just a strange world where everybody seems to be happy with supporting everybody's community, and, like, Twitch is finding out that wrestling can do really big numbers. I started kind of streaming along with wrestling, showing some matches, showing the people I liked, a lot of independent stuff, and they saw how much the retention rate was uh, going up, they saw how many viewers were coming in, and they started... Sticking me on the front page, and I mean last week and this week we had about two hundred thousand people in two hours watching independent wrestling with me, which is bananas. Two hundred thousand people. I mean, they threw us on the front page for two hours. I had seventeen to twenty thousand people at a time in there. I looked at that unique impressions at the end. Uh the the week before yesterday we did two hundred and fifty eight thousand. I think we did right at about two hundred thousand yesterday. So it's like banana numbers and it's easy to say, hey, well it's Twitch, you know, are people really paying attention? But to do even that many impressions of anything these days is crazy. And to see that we're retaining viewers, they're staying with me through multiple matches, it's really incredible. And I think a lot of people just don't know, you know, outside of cable that there's other places to watch wrestling and other wrestling to be
2: seen. Is there any chance you can replace Semper Vivi? I mean, listen, I'm
6: I'm a pretty open, open available guy. I think we'd make a good tag team. You know, maybe we can just back and forth this thing.
4: I was going to say, I think that might be a better option, Concerning uh, the proprietor of this site seems to be leaving a lot of people on the table or at least tuned into another stream right now. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some some wrestling here. So you have been wrestling for about five years now, and I guess let's start at the beginning here. What got you into wrestling as a fan and then would... the the transition to deciding, man, I'm going to do this? Um, I'm going to try to give it
6: to you short because it's a pretty weird story. I mean, I grew up uh, in the South, and so my dad was a big NWA, Jim Crockett, uh championship wrestling from Georgia guy. He would never tell me anything was worked. He would never, you know, reveal the secrets. And we'd go to some of these shows. I mean, I went to a SmackDown when I was 10, and obviously a little later in life, I just kind of stopped watching for a bit. But in college, uh, as bad as this sounds, we started downloading illegal torrents. And so we would watch all these old Japanese pay-per-views, all these old pay-per-views that we had missed. And just kind of jokingly watch along but after college i kind of found myself without a path and i ended up uh going to rehab for some psychedelic drug issues and after that i was like let's see if you can actually become a wrestler or if you just have to go to a factory when you're born and they've decided you're a wrestler so i had to break through this mold in my brain and part of my motivation to stay in wrestling and part of my motivation to keep going is sort of like, well, how far can it go, you know? How far can you get just being a, a guy who probably runs his mouth a little too much and only does what he wants to do? Let's see what that feeling really is. And with technology now, it's been wide open. So I, I feel comfortable about the future, but it's definitely uh, my own path. And I've, I've faced enough difficulties dealing with it that way, and it's worked out okay.
2: Bro, if you think we're glossing over your psychedelic drug issues, think again. <laughs> What are we talking about? Oh,
6: Well, I mean, after college, I, I got a job right away running a moving company. I'd been you know working there when I was in college during the summer, and it kind of popped into my lap. And so I had a lot of money coming in. I didn't have a lot of hobbies, and I was just drinking and doing drugs all the time. And it sort of hit a wall where I took eight hits of psychedelic uh, tablets by myself. Uh, and I tripped for four or five days. I ended up in rehab, and I said, well, I've got a lot of extra money now. I've got a lot of extra time. Let's just see what happens. I said, even if I can just get in a ring and take a bump, work a show, I would feel like at least I tried it. And once I got going, you know, the tale as old as time, I
2: got addicted to it, and now here we are. So you're telling me that, that your career, psychedelic drugs, led to you getting into professional wrestling. I can't make
6: this up. Like, it's the real story. And what gets even weirder is the guy who trained me, uh, is the guy who was going by White Trash Fred, And so while I was living in Florida, I would just drive two hours every week, and this guy had a ring in a field, and he just taught me everything he could teach me, and then I just started lying to get booked on shows. Because, you know, in Florida, and I mean most places, if you don't have the pedigree, if you don't have the training list, if you don't have the trainer's word, you're not really getting in the show easily. So I made some things up to get going, but, you know, once you're out there and people can see what you can do you sort of speak for yourself at that point. But there's a little bit of a barrier to getting over that.
2: So, so what in the end is more bizarre? Like some of these trips you went on with psychedelic drugs or your time in professional wrestling?
6: I have to sort of like pinch myself sometimes because I'm in a position now where like I have business dealings and there are coworkers who like I've admired and grown up with, which everyone deals with. But after coming out of like an ego loss kind of trip like that where you're like not even sure what's real anymore, you're sort of looking around going, I can be frustrated with this situation, or I can laugh and say, LOL, so-and-so who I used to watch when I was a kid, or so-and-so who I did this, had an interaction with me that went a really weird way, and that's hilarious in the end. You have to kind of zoom out and look at the big picture and go, what a strange world I've dug myself into.
2: Well, I mean, you got to think that, like, if you were on some trip and you didn't know what was real and what wasn't, I mean, that's basically pro-wrestling. Oh, 100%. And now it's it's me spending the time,
6: you know, people go, what's your inspiration? I go, it's just me poking at the wall to see what's going to actually crack. So I'm just trying to touch as, as big and crazy as it sounds. I'm trying to like push out of the, the what's possible bubble to see what we can really do. I think wrestling is a big thing. I think sometimes we box ourselves in a little bit and obviously people have their views of, you know, what they think wrestling is and what wrestling they want to watch. And nowadays all of it is available. So the fans get to choose what they support. The fans get to choose what they think is entertaining and what they want to go forward.
2: Now, is it true that when you broke in, and we're not talking like, you know, this was the 80s. This was like right. five years ago. Yeah. You actually had promoters that would not book you because you were gay. In 2015, yeah, 2016. I, I, well, and and in some ways, it kind of, it worked
6: against me at first. But then it started working in my favor because the few places that would give me a chance. And, you know, I was working in North Florida and Alabama and Georgia and, you know, these these very southern places where the people were going to have a strong reaction to someone who was leaning this hard into the gayness. And so when they brought me out and they saw that it got that kind of reaction, they were like, all right, well, let's do a little more business. So a lot of these places that were hesitant to take the risk and brought me in ended up moving me up the card pretty fast just because I was getting the kind of reaction. And so being someone new in the business, being put in these opportunity positions, I was like, well, I, I better get good at this or somebody's going to have a problem. And it was sort of like... My legs were running faster than my head could carry me, but I, I figured it out along the way, you know?
2: Now, if you've ever watched Southern Wrestling, which clearly you have. You participated in it, but yeah, it's Southern Wrestling. I mean, did you ever run into a promoter that was like, we'll book this guy because we could use a gay gimmick, but then they found out that you actually were gay, and it was like, oh, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, you have to tiptoe around
6: it a little bit. I mean, specifically, and I won't name the promoter because, you know, he works with all the legends, one guy asked me uh, when I was pretty quick into the career, he said, if you'll gay it up for me, I'll pay you extra. And at that point, I, you know, I was pretty broke. So I gayed it up. I threw a wig on. I had some fake plastic rings, and I did it. And it's not something I do now, but to know that I could, like, double my payday by just throwing a wig on and doing a little dance, it felt a little powerful because it was like, dang, I really – I'm holding something here. They disagree with me. They vote against my rights. They don't like me. But clearly I'm keeping people here or keeping people invested in the product so it works. So we don't have to agree on everything for us both to make a little money.
4: Yeah, like the Sputnik Monroe, the Florida Georgia line. They're dealing with some of these promoters, you know, because <laughs> oh, the attention. A brave man. Well, what do you you know? Obviously, you're here to talk about what you do inside the ring, but you know we've talked about what you're you know what you've done outside the ring in your life before too. And how long do you see your career in the ring? And do you have any aspirations on being a full time promoter or maybe having a group or something like that once you're done all of this? You know, this is where
6: I have to be a little careful because I'll sound uh, I'll I'll sound like I have a bigger head than I do. But what I've kind of realized in the last year or so is There's a lot of guys who get into wrestling who are very, very good at professional wrestling. That part you talked about, the in-between the ring, which is, you know, it's the major part of our business. We can have promos, we can have entrances, we can have shows, we can have decoration, but they're there for the wrestling. And I want to be able to help people, once I'm not in the ring anymore, be able to make wise financial decisions, be able to figure out better ways to maintain their money, to maintain the way they hand themselves, to maintain their branding, and to make sure they're not getting taken advantage of. And I think... Now we're looking at a time where wrestling is getting into a lot more places. We have a much more diverse audience, but it's a time also where, you know, the wrestlers aren't necessarily sure how to navigate things anymore, and the hierarchy that was there that was so stagnant for so long and was very defined isn't necessarily as defined anymore. So I just want to make sure the guys around me, the girls around me, who are getting into this business, who love wrestling, have the chance to make the wise decisions and you know, I can be there to say, here's what worked for me, here's what didn't. I don't want you to be me, but I want you to be able to make money like I do so you don't have to make choices that necessarily go against what you actually want to do in the business.
4: Can you steer anybody when it comes to questions about trademark lawyers and just lawyers in general seem to be, you know, when it comes to contracts and things changing, you know, that that's, you know, they're expensive, they're they're daunting, all of that. I mean, can have you thought about adding that to your repertoire trying to help people out or do you help people out with you know some of the law things when it comes to contracts and anything they put their name on a piece of paper on
6: i think you know i I won't say i have a law degree but i've dealt with a lot of law stuff and i did run a two and a half million dollar business at the top by myself for seven years that's what i did so now when i'm When I'm dealing with this stuff, I at least have some idea for my business experience of what to do. And, I mean, if I I publish my DMs tomorrow, people would be like, this is crazy. The people that are asking you for advice that are in high places or have better contracts than you or who make more money than you or who are more over than you are here asking you questions. And that's the thing where it was like I can sit here and go, oh, you know so much. But in my mind, it's, hey, all these people who, you know, pay $300 for a pair of spandex, pay $500 for a pair of boots. Get new gear all the time. We care too much about this wrestling to where a lot of times we will let people take advantage of us to get into the ring to have the opportunity to have the shine. And there's a way to navigate this where both sides win. I'm not anti-promoter. I'm not anti-wrestler. I'm not anti-company. I'm just pro everybody kind of doing the right thing. Which historically, we're a business built on a secret. (laughs) And I think sometimes these are high aspirations here, buddy. (laughs) I listen. I, I actually wrote wrote myself a quote the other day. I said if I have to, if I have to get to the top to destroy it to build it back up, that's what we gotta do. Because we've got to make sure that we're protected, we're taken care of, and that, you know, the ones who are out there putting the show on for the people aren't the last ones being thought of.
2: All right, we got like a minute here before the break. What do you got coming up this weekend? Tonight and
6: tomorrow, Game Changer Wrestling invades Atlantic City as safely as possible. All masks, social distance. I think it's sold out, no more people. Uh, I'm going to be in a big scramble match tonight. Blake Christian, Mance Warner, Alley Cat, Chris Dickinson, Cole Radrick, uh, maybe somebody else. I guess I'm the sixth person. Yeah, I'm in it. And then tomorrow, I can't announce the match yet. The card has changed a little bit, but it's going to be bananas. Uh, so we're we're trying to make it happen. It's live on Fight. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, but if you want to tune into some wrestling, Game Changer would love to have you tonight.
2: All right. Well, stand by, everybody. We'll talk a little bit more after the break. Stick around. Wrestling Observer Live.
3: That's 877-360-0402.
6: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
0: I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever.
6: Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options.
0: I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting
2: Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live, Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Several people here in the Twitch chat, who is this guy? Where can I find his channel? Well, it's Effie, and he's going to tell you everything you need to know about finding him everywhere. The floor is yours.
5: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
6: Well, first off tonight, we're going to be live on Fight TV at 9 p.m. and tomorrow on Fight TV at 7 p.m. Game Changer Wrestling. I think tonight is called Good Riddance, Uh, and I think Good Riddance to 2020. Let's move forward. If you want to find me specifically on Twitch, on Twitter, on Pro Wrestling Tees, on Instagram, really anywhere, it's Effie Lives. That's E-F-F-Y-L-I-V-E-S. They tried to kill me, but they couldn't, so Effie Lives. Find me there. And every Monday night at 8 p.m., we go live with independent professional wrestling on Twitch. It is a good time. It's called Monday Not Raw because we believe in protection. We believe in safety. And we hope you join us.
2: Monday Not Raw every Monday night. (laughs) Yeah. Incredible. I like Monday wrestling, and I needed something to watch, right? (laughs) Well, don't we all? I want to thank you for doing the show here today. Obviously, as noted, GCW, the next two nights on Fight TV. Good riddance is the show tonight. The most aptly named wrestling show, I think, in the long history of my wrestling fandom. So watch that tonight and then, of course, tomorrow as well. Effie, I want to thank you so much for doing the show here today. Hopefully, we can do this more often. And, of course, Mike, as always, callers and listeners, all the Twitch homies. We'll talk to you all again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.